This podcast was brought to you by Speak Spokane, a community-driven podcasting studio space where people from all walks of life can speak and be heard. Follow along with us on Instagram at Speak Spokane and visit speakpodcasting.com to learn more about starting your podcasting journey today. Today's episode is sponsored by Burn Butter. Burn Butter is an all-natural, low-carb, keto-friendly product created to help you consume healthy fats when you need them the most. You can add it to your coffee, you can add it to your food, you can add it to your smoothies. You can even consume it straight out of the pouch. My favorite way to use it is to add my mocha burn butter to my coffee. You give it a nice blend and you're ready to go. It's a new way to add healthy fats in your diet without making any huge adjustments. You can find Burn Butter at burnbutter.com or you can visit them on Instagram at burnbutters. Go check them out today. What up, Bialik City, and welcome to Speak Spokane. I am your host, Brennan, and today on the show, we had Gage Lang, the owner of Brewdoo Bakery. What is Brewdoo Bakery? Brewdoo Bakery is a, they make cookies, cakes, and they deliver them right to your door in the evening when, when you know, when you want the sweet treats, when you're, when the witching hour comes and you want to get a cake or you want to get cookies, you can have Brewdoo deliver them right to your door. They come warm and fresh and they are so so good talk about how he makes his cookies we talk about how he came to open a late night bakery and we talk about how he went from being bankrupt to getting a ten thousand dollar loan and starting this venture it's it's such a cool story and you know the one thing i got from it was just his passion for for baking and his passion for wanting to you know have a business that he can employ people and be just a part of the community and, and how he wants to get his baked goods into everyone's hands and how he wants to have it in retail and and so there's just so much going on and he's just killing it in the in the baked goods game it's and I that night actually I, I ordered the cookies I actually went and picked them up you can do that too the curbside uh, where their bakery is at and I got I got my my, my cookies I took them home and they were they were warm. Oh, they were so good. They were just go check them out. Brewdoobakery.com. That's B-R-E-A-U-X-D-O-O bakery.com. Follow them on Instagram. They post amazing pictures. I I dare you not to buy these cookies. After you see them, you'll want them. So go check them out. Here is Gage Ling of Brewdo Bakery. How's it going? It's good. How are you? I am doing good. I'm. It's it's fall in Spokane, and fall is probably one of the most magical times in Spokane, in my opinion. I'd agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, be, before we get started and get into everything that you're doing, let's talk about uh, just a little bit about you. Who are who is Gage Lang, and are you from Spokane? I am from Spokane. Yep, I was born and raised. Uh, in the Valley Hospital, born uh, 1995. 
Um, I've lived here the majority of my life. I went off to Seattle just for a minute, mm. but it was quick and short-lived. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've been a Spokane resident, which is crazy to me because I always wanted to get out of here. <laughs> right. But the city's kind of transforming and becoming more urban. So yeah. I, I'm loving the way that we're headed and the direction we're going as just a city as a whole. Um, super cool and eclectic, and there's a lot happening. That yeah, I agree. Like, there's this, I feel like... Well, before COVID, obviously, but even now you can still find something to do any weekend. And yep. There's amazing restaurants. I mean, the restaurant scene's amazing. The all the different breweries and places to get coffee. I just I I'm crazy. about ten years older than you, and I just feel like everything is just getting is just blowing up in Spokane. It is. It's, it's strange, and I think it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, like every day I'm pissed off at the traffic because I'm like, how is this happening? Like, right. I'm stuck in traffic for 30 minutes. I'm like, right. yeah, this I, is Spokane, Washington. <laughs> where, do, where do you live at? I live in the South Valley. Okay. So kind of like near the TT's area, TT's Iron Brewery. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. They, they started coining that name as South Valley, so it's just yeah, easy they, to say. Yeah, they, uh, they put it all over everything, don't they? They, they do, South <laughs> Valley, so that's where I'm from. South Valley, yeah, I like born it. Born and raised. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, it's definitely that, you know, uh, TT's is um, of such a, awesome place in that part of the oh hell yeah of that of the i valley. actually lived growing up i lived streets down from tt's and um, okay my parents you know after we grew up and got a little older of course it was a couple years later but tt's moved in and we were like motherfucker <laughs> right because it would have been so dope to have that there and then that whole little strip mall they have with like hello sugar mm. and another restaurant just moved in there it was like the ponderosa bar and grill but yeah the place is becoming super cool and there's uh, a lot to happen or a lot to do and yes yeah, there's cool. another like about a half a mile down the road there's a on at the old golf course there's a restaurant craft and gather craft and gather yep. yeah mm-hmm. yeah super good yeah that's awesome yeah i i just went out to the valley we just moved out near the valley uh millwood area and it's it's such a different i mean it, I, I love the the vibe of the valley is really cool and the going into the south valley millwood's off argon right yeah off argon yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah, and that mil- is a pain in the ass <laughs> yeah. when there's a train or traffic or anything uh, that is so yeah, yeah the there's a lot like the, i've like left my house and tried to get out to the valley like out to like more central valley or go go into Coeur d'Alene and i'll go down argon and one day i was literally stuck on argon for probably 20 minutes oh for sure and it's only gonna get worse yeah <laughs> sure is they're gonna have to figure something out right well, awesome. Let's. I'm going to do a quick little thing called the warm up. Okay. Uh, it's just a little bit some questions about stuff stuff to do in and around Spokane, and I kind of do this. Would you rather? And I'm going to start with that. So sweet. Would you rather in Spokane ride the gondola for one hour or ride the Luf carousel for one hour? I'm going to say the gondola because I've never ridden it. I. I'm claustrophobic, and so I don't know if I could ride that for an hour, but... For sure. But I also don't know if I could ride... I think I'd probably end up vomiting if I rode the loose yeah. carousel for an hour. Yeah. They should do that someday. They should just have, like, a an extra... Let's put, like, just fill it up and Competition. See, <laughs> see how long people can... Longest rider. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> would you rather take a stroll through Kindle Yards or Manitou Park? Uh, depends on the season because Kendall Yards is popping in the summer. I actually mm-hmm. worked in Kendall Yards for two years at Barachi. Okay. Um, so Kendall Yards is cool, but in the fall, like right now, Manitou is so beautiful. It is. And it's quiet and they got that garden and you can just go zen out. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, seasonal. 
anywhere else you would like to take like taking strolls like um, the South Hill and just in general, and there's that yeah. overlook pass where you can just look at the city. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super cool. But one of my new favorite neighborhoods in this town is the Audubon area, kind of like where Flying Goat is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That, like when we buy our next house, that's where we're going. It's yeah. super cool. Yeah. We, we, we just moved from there and it was so oh, yeah. amazing to just, we could walk to... Oh my God! Flying it's so Goat, cool. Audubon, Downriver, yeah, Downriver yeah. Grill, and we had. I mean, there's just there was so much to do there. We just had to get a get into something a little bit bigger for our family. But I yeah, I do sure. miss I do miss the area. A lot. Yeah, it's got character. It does have a lot of character. Yeah. So let's let's do some things in and around Spokane. Besides Brudu, where do you like getting <laughs> sweet treats at? Uh, well, I'm going to give a shout out to, in my head, my biggest competitor, which is my flavor. Um, okay. They fucking killed the game right now mm. just with all their baked goods. They're yeah. French-style bakery. Um, Max and Ella own it. And the whole concept and what they're doing is super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get a macaroon and a pavlova or whatever once a yeah. week for sure. I mean, I always drive by it. So, <laughs> uh, for sweet treats, for sure. My flavor, like I actually crave when I'm just laying in bed, I'm like, Oh, macaroon sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Do you make, do you, we you, don't you, we're, so we're an American style bakery. So okay. we're separate lanes, but the way that they, roll out everything is just so well done mm. um and so it's good to have somebody like them in this town for me because i'm like always on my toes yeah like what's my flavor gonna do next um but it's a healthy competition and for me because we're american and they're french so there's mm. no cross anything right they, they sell gelato we'll sell soft serve and, and things like that so mm-hmm. um but yeah they they kill it i just went to italia tutoria and had their like brunch and did uh and had their like pastries, and I never had those. They have yeah. they do pastries too. Don't I've they? never they? been there. Uh, it, I tell you, Tutorial, it's in Sim Brown's edition. Brown's edition, yeah. yeah it's just it's Crash right the, there. Okay. They're they have um, I mean they're more known for their Italian cuisine, but then they do they do pastries for brunch. I think they make them themselves. I could. Oh, be. they for sure do. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, for sure they do. Yeah, but me flavor they. So the macarons, uh, do they sell those in My First Basket? They do. They've got a couple wholesale accounts, um, so you can find them around town, just in random spots. Um, The only place I know of is My First Basket, because like when I was working at Veracci, I would go down there and eat, you know, like like six (laughs) macarons shamelessly. But um, yeah, I only only asked because I just bought some the other day and had oh yeah my friends. I was like. That, and that must have been what I got. Super I, good, yeah. And it, with those types of desserts, like the trick is to leave it out for like an hour because mm. it'll soften and then, oh my God, it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. I, now I'm getting hungry. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, moving on to more food, do you have a favorite like bun- brunch spot? I say favorite. I don't like saying favorite. I like saying treasured. Like uh, places you're like... Yes. So somewhere we frequent pretty often, just when I say we, it's my family and friends and whatever, um, is Chaps Mm. off I-90 or I-95 next to Yolks. That place is super dope. Mm -hmm. Um, I just love the whole vibe, but Celeste, the owner, like her whole aura. Like if she's not there, I just, when you walk in, it just feels like this weird magical place. So it's just fun to go there. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've got some kick-ass food. Yeah. So, yeah, Chaps, for sure. Have you been there post-COVID? I have. Is I was it, just there a week and a half ago. Isn't it everything's... Everything's did, totally did, normal. Everything yeah, totally service normal. was great. Yeah. Food was beautiful. Awesome. Everybody's outside chilling. That's the only thing, though, is, is we sat outside. So I think once the weather keeps getting colder and, and winter hits, it'll be a strange 
you know, to have every couple tables filled and that's it. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's not a high capacity, but. Yeah, they, I, I haven't been there in a really long time, but I know. Super they, good go. Yeah. It's like, been, yes. it's kind of been transformed. Like, I, I don't remember the, f- the food has always been good, but mm-hmm. this last time we went, like, it was just so good. Mm. What's your favorite thing to get? Uh, usually the eggs Benedict. Mm. Uh, my mom just ordered something new and I totally forget the name, but it's that French toast that's stuffed. Oh. Um, and there's a specific term for, and I, I, I don't know why. I'm not sure what it is. I totally, it's going to bother yeah. me, but <laughs> that, it was super cool. And it's just, it, yeah, I love the whole. Are you like an eggs, like eggs Benedict? I have, if I go to brunch, 100%. I, I have to, like, I'm a biscuits and gravy person yeah so i'll alternate between biscuits oh, okay, and gravy and, right. yeah so i'll go to chaps one week and get the, the uh, eggs benedict and the next biscuits and gravy mm. um the other place i love to go which isn't spokane but it's local it's slip heap in Coeur d'Alene. okay yeah uh, they have a kick-ass eggs benedict okay. i usually get the salmon eggs benedict but i think someone i think a friend just told me about this and they said they have an amazing eggs benedict i their service sucks, but their food's awesome, okay, so just yeah. go. I okay. mean, every time I've gone, I've had a problem with service, but it doesn't matter because the food is so good, so <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah. Uh, music venue you like going to? Well, as a teenage, rebellious teenager, I left going to the Cretan Hop, which doesn't exist anymore. Mm. And then it was the A-Club, which just closed yeah. due to COVID. Yeah. Um, and so really, we're just left with a couple small venues, like you know, and then there's the Knitting Factory, which better pull through this because if we don't have the knitting factory, then this town's going to suck ass. But, um, I I mean, yeah, I guess in present time, all I know is the knitting factory. So that a club, where is a club located? The a club. I, it's like a couple blocks from here. Actually. I think it's, it's like on first or, Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It was somewhere in there, but that was such a dope venue. Like being a teenager and having the rock bands that come mm-hmm. through that w- were kind of on the brink of success. Yeah. I mean, you were so accessible to them. Mm-hmm. Like they would walk past you into the back room. You know, it was just, it yeah. was like this cool, eclectic, shitty hole in the wall venue, but it was so fun. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever went to a show there, but okay. So date night, where are you going? Uh, as of now, um, Wooden City. Mm. Wooden City's atmosphere is so fucking cool. Um, excuse, I don't know if I'm, no, you, you know, whatever. We can be explicit. I'm not censored. Um, it, I love Wooden City and their vibe and their food was, mm. it matched like how good it felt in there. So. What is their food? What, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know the right term because there's like pizza and burgers and mm. uh, literally everything. Mm. But it's all done really well because when I go somewhere for the first time, I usually order, I try and order like one of everything. Okay. Yeah. I'm like one of those people. <laughs> so we'll, we'll cover this table and, and just try it all. But, oh, and like they have chicken wings. Like, oh my and, gosh. They, they were wings? so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so chicken wings, pizza, and a burger, like, ooh, yeah. I'm like, I like, I scour this town for the best wings, and now that you've said that, I might just be. They're hand breaded. You so oh a lot gosh. of people don't do that, and the crust on these were so thick and battery, like in a good way though, mm-hmm. um, that they were, yeah, major. Go that's, there, Wooden City. I'm gonna, I'm that's my gonna be my next date night. Yeah, might be the night. Uh, and my favorite question I like to ask people is an uncovered gym. I might be saying that wrong, but like a place that you go that others a hidden made, gym, like a hidden gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, business-wise, a restaurant or whatever. Like anything that comes to mind. Um, I know there are several, but mm. well, okay. So here's another one uh, that actually Celeste owns. It's 
Lucky Vintage. Mm, yeah. Um, and I know it's uh, there's a lot of people that know about it, but there's yeah. a lot of people that don't. Um, that place is so cool. Yeah. Uh, they change out whatever they sell seasonally. So mm-hmm. during the fall, they'll do a whole floor remodel. And for a local business to be able to do that is just crazy. Yeah. And they bring in like all these unique, cool things. So. And it's on out in Vinegar Flats, right? Uh, it's off Sunset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Then yeah. Yes. yeah, it's kind of, it is really, I mean, not many people frequent down there. Like, they're not people, like... No, I mean, you wouldn't even know it exists. And actually, so where Bijou is now, Mm -hmm. that little bar, um, this just came to mind. But there used Mm. to be a place called Cannon Coffee. And Cannon Coffee, I would drive all the way from South Valley (laughs) to get get their vanilla latte. Because they they source milk out of uh, farms and uh, Sandpoint. Oh, really? And I don't know what it was about this latte, but I would drive all the way there to get this latte. And they don't exist anymore, but I do know the roaster they use. So when Brudu goes retail... We're gonna use that same coffee because it was so good. What was the what was the roaster? Anvil. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was a combination of like the fresh farm mm-hmm. milk with the anvil with the. I mean, oh, so good. Oh, yeah. that sounds. I, I. They also did they do ice cream too? They coffee and cone. Yes, yes. they did. But I never tried their ice cream. But oh. yeah, yeah. I that that little space was. I mean, I, I love Bijou. Like, I think it's a really... I haven't been, but oh, it's always packed. It's always... I mean, I mean well, it's I, small, but... It's, I mean, it's literally <laughs> yeah. like five, like six people in there right. and it's packed. And I don't even know, like, now that they... If they're not going to have a patio, what, I know. what that will be like. But, I mean, it is... Just it a is, bunch of drunks within it, blocks. It is a nice little... It, we kind of made it a pre-funk place before we went to Lucky You. Yes, for sure. And... When the, Oh, now I'm just getting depressed. I know. Back <laughs> um, when? Well, let's let's get into the guts of it, like why, what you're here to talk about. And so, yeah, Gage, what are you excited about and what did you come here to talk about? Well, Brudu, the coolest dessert delivery service in Spokane. Right. Uh, I actually think that we're the first um, real time, like, a, you know, your favorite Pizza Hut or Domino's um, style ordering system so you just you would just log into our website and order in real time so if you're craving cookies or a whole ass cake at midnight then guess what we'll we'll be there in 30 minutes um so yeah explain that model because like i don't know i don't think i've ever heard i've never heard of this i mean i've heard yeah well pizza but like so it's not original the the model in itself for desserts but it's it's more of an urban concept so like if you go to like seattle or whatever Mm. you can find uh cookie delivery services Mm -hmm. But I don't know of any full menu dessert delivery services. Mm. So we only started at the end of May um, in the middle and the, yeah. the hype of all the COVID craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a leap of faith because I, I didn't have much money. It was like during all this hectic, everything's closing, bars are shutting down, right. surrounding me. And then it, everything just kept happening in a way that was like leading me to the store. Yeah. It was like, you're just opening May 28th. Here we go. You know? <laughs> right. um, and so we did. And it's been great. The only downside to this business model is that if you're not busy, your labor gets eaten up. Because not only do you pay for a superstar pastry chefs you, right you pay for drivers yeah so you know if you have five people on payroll then and you you don't have any business and you're open for five hours you got to make all that money right in that and so we've only been operating three days a week um which was thursday friday saturday but we as of last week just expanded to six days a week oh wow which was another leap of faith because you know who in spokane is up till midnight and and so we, we our first week was good okay um so it's looking hopeful um and I just wanted to bring more of that urban feeling to this town as a whole because 
when I was a teenager, it was like things are so different just in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was not nearly as much cool shit as there is now. Yeah. And so this is just another added layer to mm-hmm. the eclectic feeling of this city, which I now love. Mm-hmm. And I didn't when I was, you know, 10 years ago. So, um, yeah, Brudu is just like this all-American style bakery. Uh, fun, energetic. I, I want it to be like the, the Wonka factory of this town. You know, like yeah. when we go retail, I want chocolate fountains. Obviously not real ones, but like <laughs> fake chocolate coming out of the wall and, yes. and crazy spinning shit and Oompa yeah. Oompas and whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's just super, super cool. That's awesome. So let's talk about... Your pastries and or that your pastries the broad term, but yeah, yeah it's big, uh, whatever. Big goods. Um, like, let's talk about what, what are you making at Brudu? So right now we're we started with cookies because mm-hmm. that is a pretty straightforward approach to mm-hmm. people. Um, everybody knows what a cookie is, and yeah. they can generalize what it tastes like. Um, and so we started with cookies, and the whole vision to this was to be a full bakery service. So mm. long term goal is to have. Uh, every all-American style good, you know, mm. from soft serve to apple pie to cakes to cookies to lemon bars to brownies, but like all incredible, um, not grocery store style, but, you know, really yeah. thought out because these recipes took me a long time to come up with and perfect. I mean, my family every day was like, I was taking it to work, taking it to family. Yo, tell me about this. What do I need to change? What yeah. could be better? Um, and so the rollout process of it all was slow and we just now launched cakes I th- like a month and a half ago and they've been doing awesome. Mm. And these were recipes that I had also been with. So I'm always working ahead of myself to, to launch a new product, but, um, the long-term goal is to have like the apple pie. And so you could order a hot slice of apple pie mm. to your door with a pint of vanilla ice cream if you want. Oh, wow. So anything you want you'll be able to order um, directly to your door till midnight or 1 a.m. So um, you, do you make the ice cream too? Me, too? We will. Oh, you will make the yeah, ice cream? So, okay. Yeah. So everything that we do is all house-made. I mean, mm. from caramel to wow. uh, buttercream to, I mean, everything. Nothing is store-bought, um, which is weird that I would have to say that, but you'd be surprised at how many bakeries use pre-made cake batters. Huh. Um, we don't do any of that. No. Oh. Everything is scratch. Um, That's That's awesome. Yeah, which some days is like overwhelming (laughs) and you're exhausted, but it's all worth it because uh, it's original. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just late night dessert delivery. I'd like to expand into the day, but because we're commissary based, um, Mm. we're limited on what we can do right now, but we're in the works of retail. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's talk about the... What you, the ingredients that you're putting in your, I mean, you don't give, give all the secrets away, but I've read one of the articles that you use a certain type of butter. Is that? Yeah. So European style butter we use in um, some of our products and it's higher in fat. Mm. So it just gives you this silkier style cookie. Um, it's when you first try working with European style butter, it's tricky because okay. people think that a half cup of regular butter converts to the European style. Okay. But it's not because the fat percentage is so high that if you don't have enough flour to compensate that, you're going to have this big goopy mess mm. on, you know, so you'll put it in the oven and you're just like so disappointed that <laughs> um, you use European butter. And uh, so that's one of our products, but everything we use is, um, you know, high end. So like our pure vanilla extracts, it's mm. pure vanilla extract. Mm-hmm. Um, which is super expensive, but in a baked good, it translates. Um, and then, 
uh, we use farm fresh eggs. Um, there's just, you know, with baked goods, it's all about the quality. So yeah. you could use the $16 gallon imitation vanilla extracts, but I'd rather pay, you know, $50 for the little 16 ounce bottle to have yeah. that amazing, um, taste. So, yeah. yeah. Is, uh, is there a, there was something that you're getting from the East Coast. Is that the butter? we were we were originally sourcing uh, King Arthur flour from oh, the East that, Coast, okay. but I have since changed that to Shepherd's Grain, which is local. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, so they're a flour mill. I think off I nine five. I haven't toured it, but um, their flour is killer, and and I love just. I mean, we go through pounds and pounds, thousands of pounds of flour and butter. So yeah, I'd rather just as much local as we can. Yeah. Well, I will say your Instagram and the cookies on your website look just delicious like yeah, i just they like are. I, and i just <laughs> yeah. i cannot wait to get my my 12 pack it is well and one of the like with our red velvet cookie um oh. so red velvet is just you know basically chocolate for mm. you know everybody but ours is like our true chocolate we bake off fudge brownies and then we infuse those into the batter oh my gosh and we don't use red dye we use red velvet emulsion which is another layer of flavor mm. um so there's just little things that, you know, the creaming process of our cookies is 10 minutes. Mm. So you're just really forcing the butter and sugar to be one rather than, you know, a lot of people just think, you know, you do a couple rounds of, yeah. of uh, beating, I right. guess. <laughs> but um, really, it's those extra things that will make a huge difference. And we freeze all of our dough on mm. purpose um, because... If you don't, you're just going to have this big, large, mile-long cookie. Um, and oh. so it allows all the solids and fats to freeze. Oh, okay. And then when you bake it down, it becomes this perfectly round cookie. Oh. As it, yeah, it's, it's magical. That and, sounds magical. Right? I mean, who's mad about a cookie? No, no one's... I don't think anyone's mad Right? <laughs> so what got you into baking? Um, well, I've always been interested in baking and cooking as a whole. Mm. Um, I... My mom owned a catering business growing up, okay. um, and she now owns a restaurant in Spangle. And then my stepmom was like this killer baker who, who, whenever she baked, I mean, people would like chase her to find out where they could get these baked goods. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just surrounded by these women that were always baking and cooking, and it was kind of my upbringing, and I love food, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get a banging body like this if you don't. <laughs> um, and... I did in the last uh, two years of high school, I did the running start program for culinary. And so okay. I never did any formal training, but um, when I graduated high school, I started working in restaurants and moved over to Seattle for a minute. I worked at a place called Biscuit Bitch, mm. um, which okay. was really kind of where this, uh, the, the idea was happening before Biscuit Bitch, but it really came to fruition when okay. I worked there because it was just like this punk rock mm-hmm. in your face, crazy loud um, biscuit joint on First Ave in Seattle, Washington. <gasps> Biscuit Bitch. Biscuit is Bitch. It, is, you, you, is it in you district? It, there is one in you district. Yeah, I, actually. My my uh, sister-in-law, she goes went to UW, and she's like, we got to go to Biscuit Bitch. Yeah. And I, I went there a night after kind of indulging too much, and I couldn't eat it. But I had to, so I, I saved it, and I ate it a little bit later. But it was still, it was amazing. And I've gone, I've gone back there since, but yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I worked at Cafe Lieto, which is the first Ave location. Um, okay. So it's the little tiny hole in the wall, lying mm. out the door all day, seven to two. Um, and it was like one of the coolest experiences of my life. It was really when I came back from there, mm. I was like super depressed because my girlfriend, at, I shouldn't say, she's not at the time, she's still my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend uh, was 
not as much into Seattle as I was. And it was just a weird time of our life. Um, like, you know, youthful and just trying to figure all that out. And right. you have to make all these mistakes and learn and this and that. Um, and I was going through a bad gambling addiction. So she was there and mm. I was going to the casino and going to work and then coming home and repeating and then going to Uber to make some more money to go back to the casino. Oh, and gosh. it was like, yeah. So it was like, she was kind of home alone all the time. So mm. by the end of that stint, we decided to move back to Spokane and I came back here and couldn't really find my place or where to work. So I just took a job at Vans selling Vans Um, (laughs) and everything started spiraling and happening, but it it was kind of the beginning of the journey because it it was the last four years were were hard four years, Mm. you know, it was like a lot of shit. Um, And so 2017, we moved to Seattle, 2018, I was still gambling and um, spending crazy amounts of money. And so we lived in a trailer um, and then 2019, I filed bankruptcy and oh, 2020 I opened a business and, uh, have since been clean of gambling and all that. And addiction's hard. Um, yeah. but I, I like to be transparent about everything. Yeah, for so sure. I think that it just shows a journey of, you know, hard work. You can turn something into nothing or yeah. nothing into something. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> yeah. Both actually are applicable. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, but after working at Biscuit Bitch, and, and the, she was a single female owner. Her name was Kimmy Spice. Um, and she was just this coolest fucking lady. Like, she would take all of her um, employees that had been with her for two years on vacation. So she would shut down for two weeks during Christmas. Oh, wow. Take everybody to Florida, fully paid. That's um, amazing. Time off, everything. And then she would also do, like, a middle-of-the-year uh, tax return, kind of, for her employees. So she did profit sharing. Um, and she ran a $4.8 million business. That's awesome. Single-handedly. Wow. In Seattle, Washington, and COVID completely wrecked them. Um, oh, man. She had, I think it was 59 employees, and then had to furlough 49 of them. Okay. Um, and so now they only have two locations, one in Belltown, one in First Ave. But, I mean, I root for them just because they are so cool. And yeah. the way she ran her business and treated her employees, I mean, you didn't hate going to work. You just had a good time. Yeah. Which is pretty unique, and you actually got paid well. So that was also unique for the restaurant industry, because unless you're a chef or whatever, you really struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so bringing that, those morals and concepts here to Spokane after starting Brudu, it was kind of like the root of, of a lot of things and decisions I've made. Um, and so, I mean, I, I started with barely any money. Yeah. And we've turned you know a $10,000 loan into a six-figure business and months. That's amazing. Um, yeah, but is <laughs> is amazing, you know, it, it, and it is, but it also, I mean, every day I wake up and I think, okay, how am I going to tackle today? How am I going to promote? How am I going to stay busy? How am I going to yeah. get all my employees paid? Cause as quickly as you make it, it, especially right now, I mean, for example, um, a thousand gloves, and this is just to give people an idea, um, was $50 before mm. post COVID. Uh, well, we're still in the middle, but is now $184 for that same box. Oh my gosh. So you think your margins were tight before? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's everything for paper goods and, and things like that. And then labor and taxes and just, I mean, it is a lot of money. Yeah. Well, um, did you got to package it all? And, package. I mean, yeah. and we do expensive packaging. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got the bow ties and the inserts and the stickers yeah. and the 
So we spend a lot of money, but I mean, it's worth it to me because people, you know, they see the box and then they Instagram it, and it's just that's my I, I count it as like a promotion. Absolutely, yeah. Too, because yeah, it's definitely it's definitely marketing yourself, and you want to make sure what you're giving your exactly. Um, and then on the tone of marketing, like we've worked with Spokane Eats a couple times, Chandler. She's mm-hmm. crazy. What she does for small businesses is awesome. So she charges a fee and. I think the first time that she works with you, it's free or if she chooses to. And mm-hmm. then after that, if you want additional promotion, um, you pay the fee. But the fee, I mean, tenfold comes back, yeah. especially for our model, because people can just log on to broodybakery.com and place the order. So they don't even have to leave their house. They just see it on Instagram, sweet, done. Yeah. Um, so we always see the effects of working with her and, and like Spokane Playground, Anna. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, everybody's been super supportive, but they are just as important to our business as the customers. Yeah. So I constantly, constantly am on this marketing, you know, once a week, we've got something going on. For sure. Yeah. Every week, like, you know, last week we were Canberra's business of the week and Canberra's a huge container Mm -hmm. company, um, in the restaurant industry. Uh, next week we're on the Inlander this week we're on speak. I mean, you know, it's just like, you just got to keep it going. So absolutely. No, I, that's, I mean. I, I think that's what makes Spokane super... Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's unique. It's just... I. The it is, though. I think it is unique. Is, is it unique? I mean, I hope it is unique because it feels unique. It, it does. Feels, I mean, it feels like when I get on Instagram and all these people are out, you know, supporting each other and the same, like, sure. like... Like, I'm... I, I help manage a Instagram for a local company and there's, like, a group of... A, a, like, an Instagram group where they just tell everyone, hey, we're we're posting, like, let's go support each other and make sure like we beat the algorithm basically. Yeah. And, and I was just, and I just think there is just so many people who want to see everyone else succeed in this town. Like, For sure. I feel like there's not much, I feel like there was this idea of competition, but I feel like it's starting to get less about that and more about community, which yeah. is, you know, which is what I'm really excited about. Yeah. Just, no. Yeah. Spokane's crazy. Like the amount of small businesses that are here mm-hmm. is insane. And yeah. I don't, I, I mean, I don't know if that's normal, but I don't think it is because yeah. we've got so many. Yeah. So yeah, the sport's awesome, and and I see it everywhere. Yeah. Well, we're definitely in a kind of a. I mean, we're very much a microcosm because we're such a big, you know, we're such a big city and such a with nothing around us. Right. And so I think that that's what makes Spokane unique because if, yeah. if Spokane was, you know. 50 miles away from Seattle, people just go to yeah, Seattle. We're, and we're Seattle's little sister now. So as, <laughs> as we keep progressing, I mean, right, we're, we're exactly. starting to feel like an urban. I mean, you walk through Riverfront Park. I went there a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, this place is crazy. I yeah. haven't been in years, mm-hmm. which is crazy because, you know, you drive by, but just to go walk through it, I mean, it is beautiful. It is. And I it's mean, cool. It's, it's an amazing park. It's yeah. really cool to have such a. It's a. Yeah, it's really cool to have such a cool park that was that's yeah. right in the middle of our town. Not. It's not. It is very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we've already talked about how. I guess maybe we haven't. So you started your business at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. And so when you were getting to the point of starting it, like I imagine this was, you know, months and months and months, years of getting to this point. What kept you going on and making sure you started it even amongst? All these businesses shutting down. (laughs) Um, Well, I've always had a fire to do something. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I mean, I've had several micro businesses. You know, I was a freelance makeup artist for years. Okay. Um, and I was this online persona, like this androgynous character, like Marilyn Manson style, and mm. we did music. And so I've always been doing something in that realm of creativity, but and and always uh, trying to be entrepreneurial without trying to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, for Brudu, the motivation had been there because I knew that I wanted to provide jobs that people would be happy to come to. It's a lot of work and some days you're like, Oh my God, you know, I I can't do this. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's, it's like a lot of labor too, because you're, you're lifting like 60 quarts of, cookie dough right yeah. so not only that in 50 pound bags of flour so it's like all laborious it's not like you're just sitting in there stirring a little whisk and <laughs> right. you know it is very uh, <laughs> laborious uh so but yeah for me it was like everything kept happening because i was gonna open brudu in may regardless i didn't i didn't have any money mm. i i had spent every dollar like on on cambros and whisks and mm. things to keep progressing me to keep learning and self-teaching um and then one day I was at my mom's restaurant. I think I was on shift, and my my mom's dad passed away when she was seventeen. But his wife at the time, her name's Nancy. Um, she happened to be at my mom's restaurant, which is called the Spangle Saloon. Um, and she was sitting at the bar, and she I hadn't seen her in years. And then she asked me how I was doing and what I was up to, and I told her, "Oh, I'm going to start this bakery at the end of May." And I don't know. It's just, yeah, you know, like kind of fronting that I was doing really well and because right. like, I hadn't seen her in so long. And she's like, well, I'll be a private investor. And I was like, oh, no, you're good. You're good. No, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm good. And so after a couple of days passed, I started, it like settled with me. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should hit her up and take up that offer. I didn't know if she was serious. Yeah. And she ended up being serious and gave me that little micro loan of 10000 to start Brudu, which is nothing to start a business, um, especially because like all of our equipment we own. Mm. Um, and so, and I started all of my employees above minimum wage. Like I was just taking a huge risk of, Mm -hmm. of whatever. And, and since it's paid off, um, heard it too. (laughs) It is a once uh, a week by week basis of, um, you know, business. Cause like I said, your margins can, and I'm, and I'm not some millionaire. So, <laughs> right. um, yeah. we, we do take it day by day, but, uh, it's been good so far and we're working on retail as we speak. Um, and for other small businesses that are starting, I don't recommend the commissary style, um, mm. until somebody in Spokane comes up with a place that is a flat rate because mm. your hourly expense eats you alive because everything else in this industry is so uh crazy it fluctuates Mm -hmm. um your food costs your labor your whatever so if your rent is doing the same i mean you are you're fighting a beast that's hard to tame um so that's why we're looking at retail because our rent increases um another two thousand five hundred dollars on january 1st wow Yeah. yeah so for that um I would just, that's why we're, we're looking for retail and I, I don't have a great credit. Obviously, as I said, I, I filed bankruptcy in, mm-hmm. in 2019 and so, and we're building business credit and, and things are good. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that you were fighting for and, and that's why I recommend don't go the commissary route. Cause you will just, just wait it out, wait it out so you can get 
some form like a food truck or or a retail space because mm-hmm. then it's a flat rate and you know what you're up against but if you don't then i mean you could crash and burn really quickly yeah so yeah what so what does a real what does a re- retail space look like for Bria? Well, um, cool as shit, but uh, we're looking downtown. Okay. Um, we've got some contracts in the works with a major local coffee company, okay. the biggest local coffee company, okay. um, and we would share retail space potentially with them. Mm. Um, but I mean, we keep all of our doors open, so this is all really early stage. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to figure out logistically what that would look like for us. But I mean, we're like, it's just we want uh, seating that you could come in and sit down, grab a cookie, grab some coffee, yeah. you know, have a milkshake, whatever. Um, fun, kind of interactive. You can sit on your laptop, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just going to be like exciting yeah that's not yeah sounds really exciting yeah so the vibe will be high energy and you know all is welcome things like that um open door and like i was saying earlier wonka style Mm -hmm. um so yeah but uh for us we'll still offer the delivery aspect because that's the biggest part of our Mm -hmm. our model um so we'll just be like a domino's or pizza you can roll up or get it delivered yeah um and yeah, and then the next step too is wholesaling, so selling to those coffee stands, yeah. Purdue cookies, um, and then getting FDA certified to ship across the U.S. So you can order one of our whole cakes to your door if you live in Florida. That would um, be that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, and I'm I'm like personally obsessed with ordering desserts offline. Like I will order stuff every week. Um, oh really? Yeah. Like, oh like my god. From like bakeries it's across so, America. Yes, it's so exciting to have a whole ass cake show up on your doorstep. I mean, like you get home and there's a cake. I mean, it's just weird. But I, I got to try this out because this seems this. I want to see this you packaging. You have to. Is the packaging? The packaging's it, cool. It usually comes in uh, a foam casing with dry ice. Mm. Um, and so a lot of this too for me was product research because I was yeah. like, well, how are these other bakeries like sending mm. cheesecake and yeah. uh, cookies are easy because you just you know you could bag them and throw some tinsel or whatever, but cake it was like how is it even staying structured and not melting and and so yeah they come in like these big ice boxes with the dry ice or the ice packs surrounded Mm -hmm. and then your cake's all wrapped up nicely and boxed and it's very pretty straightforward and i thought it was going to be like you know pretty i was like how is this are they going to show up with a freezer i don't know right like so yeah super cool that's cool did you get like do like big like well-known, famous bakers do stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, so I have ordered from the big, uh, well, you know, a good website to go to is Goldbelly. Um, okay. They do a ton of micro-businesses too, so you mm. can order from them. But, you know, like the big ones like Carlos Bakery, Cake Boss, and mm-hmm. uh, Milk Bar, um, which is a huge one. Mm. Um, those are good ones to order from because, well, for me, because I was doing the product research of how do these big bakeries operating, you yeah. know, their, their baked goods. And, and so to see at the top tier what they're doing, I was like, okay, I got to try it out. Um, so yeah, those are our future plans and, uh, you know, I've always been a dreamer, so I, I like to, to dream big and, uh, there's no limits, no cap on that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, we'll have like this candy cane private plane and you know, just like it, I, I, my brain always goes i'm like Fly, flying your employees exactly to, uh, hawaii hawaii to exactly <laughs> to go indulge and yeah uh no and that's the the thing that gets me about bed every morning is just like how am i going to conquer all of these crazy things but if i didn't have 
these super large aspirations, I just wouldn't do anything. Yeah. I would be so miserable in bed. And yeah. Who's behind you supporting you during all this? Uh, my girlfriend, Haley, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been with me for, we've been together for 10 years. Um, Congrats. So starting when we were 15, mm. which is crazy. Um, and of course my family, my dad's a graphic designer. So all of our graphics that oh, look nice. like I have a multi-million dollar budget. I don't. Uh, it's my dad and it's all free. <laughs> um, I always text him like, Hey, we need this. I need a image for, Oh shoot. The weather sucks. Can you give me an image that says brew clothes due to weather? And oh. he, you know, it's, it's, which for him sucks cause mm-hmm. it sucks to be good at something and be related cause usually it's free, but, <laughs> um, yeah. So I got really lucky with that aspect. Um, and my friends and family have all been super supportive of, you know, you can't, you can't run a business solely based off of if your friends and family are going to buy your product because mm-hmm. you got to reach a lot more people than that. But yeah. uh, what we have attained from them has been awesome, and they order like all the time, That's and awesome. they don't ask for discounts, which is great. So yeah, I I think yeah, I I I, I hate I love that. That's amazing. I love supporting family members and like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want a discount. I want to yeah. I want to. Yeah. I want to support you. <laughs> yeah, the margins are already slim, so right. yeah. If it's your birthday, we'll talk about it. Just kind of, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, mm-hmm. that's awesome, Gage. I just like I'm. I mean, I haven't experienced your your bake yet. I, I but I'm going to soon. Two and, hours. What's that? Two hours. Two hours. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, oh, and they come warm for people that don't know. Um, Brudu Bakery cookies come warm, come delivered warm. to your door. Wow. And you can order a, a bottle of cold milk. That's uh, to compensate, you know. And what, okay, yeah, that's a good question. What, what's your delivery range? Twelve miles, any 12 direction miles. out wow. of. So we reach Colbert, nice. we reach Cheney. The oh. only thing we don't reach is Liberty Lake. Okay. Which is, but message us and if it's a slow night, we'll work some out. <laughs> okay. But it, you know, I try and reach as many people as I can because you know I'd like to be accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially because we don't have retail. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 12 miles, which is super long and some nights is super stressful because yeah. that's the other thing. It's like having enough drivers to, if you get an order from Cheney and then one all the way in the valley and then one out in Colbert. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had one driver on that route, it'd be hours. Yeah. So you've got to have enough manpower yeah. and some nights it's, yeah, it's stressful as hell. I mean, you don't have to answer this question, but like what's your average amount of orders you're sending out? In a night? Yeah, in a night. Uh, between 50 and 100. Wow. Yeah. We're busy. That is crazy. Yep. Uh, actually, I was really shocked at, uh, because we jumped out of the game. I mean, our first day of business, we were in the spokesman review okay. on the front cover. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. And then we had all the, I, I set up my marketing to send free goods to all the micro influencers in the town. That's awesome. So I started yeah. out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Creme 2, a week later, did a mm. segment on us for late night. And then it was like, it, we just kept it rolling and, and, I don't know what the concept of it was exciting to Spokane because they had never seen the late night goods. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we came out heavy swinging and I didn't fully expect that that's how it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's been really that's, good. That's awesome. What's your, what's your clientele like? Is it all, is it it's everyone? It's all over. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I get like doctors uh-huh. to, um, teenagers to grandparents to i mean all of it and and usually they're it depends on who's picking up but sometimes they're like taken aback because you're you're because we have the curbside pickup option but it's at the train station in river city commissary okay. kitchen um so you're not only going to the train station to get 
five star cookies right. um, our Google ratings. Google ratings are all five stars, so that's pretty awesome. That's Out of a train awesome. station. Um, but you're just going to this weird, like, eclectic place, mm-hmm. and then you don't know what's, like, going on on the outside of the train Because it's always different every day. There's right. some people screaming. I don't know. But you're picking up your cookies at this crazy place, and then you're like, what is this? And and so the clientele, yeah, it's, it's always fun and different. But <laughs> it is sometimes a, an experience to come and pick them up. So. Yeah, I was, like, I was doing a uh, Google search for you guys yesterday doing some research and i was like you're like what the hell the yeah no it, it when i found the place it was super weird but it just happened to be work for now and, yeah. and but it, and it's been great and it it is fun like the employees at the state they're all unique and got character and mm-hmm. it's just fu- it's a funny place to work but it's i love it yeah That's awesome it kid. feels urban like seattle like inside like right. it's all brick like that it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's just cool i used to take uh take the bus when i was a young man i used to take the bus to go see my, oh my wife in ellensburg because i my car I had a terrible car and i couldn't i broke it broke down once and then i for the rest of the time when she was at Central Washington University, I had to take the train, or not the train, the bus. And uh, oh, yeah. it, it was a... It, it's it, an experience. It, it's an experience. I so. did it one time and never again. <laughs> but it was, yeah, I'm glad I did. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Riding the bus is, uh, is definitely an experience. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, thank you, Gage, so much. I don't even know what our time is at, but this has been learning about... Brudu and what you're doing is amazing. I just, I can't, I, it's amazing that something that's exists in Spokane and I'm excited to see what more comes from you. And I can't wait to just tell more and more people about this. And, and yeah, I think when you're in retail and I think that that'll, that'll be awesome too. So yeah, uh, thank you. I'm going to kind of switch the questions. I, I have the the one question I already asked you, where do you see Brudu going? But um, I one question I really want to ask our our guests is, w- with Speak Spokane, we're trying to help create change and open up conversations about what's going on in Spokane. And yeah. something I'm excited to hear from people, and I don't think we, pe- we people talk about enough, is like, is there anything in Spokane that you would like to see change or anything that, you know, our our community leaders should be aware of that would make running a business easier for you? Is there anything that you could think of that, like anything that you just, or anything that you want to bring up? You know, Spokane's pretty good about a lot of things, especially with local. Um, The one thing I've noticed, like with a lot of businesses that are small, um, is that people will go in there and have one experience, mm. and whether it's bad or good, um, if they have the bad experience, they won't leave the reviews for the good ones. Mm-hmm. They'll just go on for that one time to say how terrible it was. Yeah. Um, and in Washington State, you already have so many factors that are hard to stay open, like the crazy high tax rates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think motivating and this is a small thing but motivating people to leave more positive reviews if you have a positive experience and if you don't instead of going straight to the online presence yeah. um call call send mm-hmm. them a message like have it a lot of the times businesses will send you a gift card they'll yeah. comp the servers they, they you know it's a this industry is a lot of work 
And so, like the Michelin star chefs that mm-hmm. have really earned it, it's yeah. it's crazy to reach that level and obtain that status. So, mm-hmm. I think that's why chefs in general are so respected when you go somewhere amazing. But it's just the the negative tone that you leave a business with forever for mm-hmm. one, you know, forty five minute session of your life yeah. is crazy. So, uh, more positivity. Um, and if you have a negative experience. Reach out to that restaurant first, or vendor, or whoever. And if that's negative, then I think, yeah, maybe a negative review is applicable. But yeah, no, I agree. I I've I've worked with a lot of businesses in Spokane where people will just yeah they'll leave that one star review, they'll leave mm-hmm. the negative review on on Yelp, mm-hmm. and if you get that negative review on Yelp and and it deters it, a ton and, of people, it deters yeah. a ton of people. And if they are someone that's reviewed a ton of places, right, then it really it does look bad for the company, but I most of the business owners that I've I've worked with would do anything to help you know help a customer out yeah, if, if, for, they, oh, if they had sure. a, if they had a bad experience. There's been times I've gone like bent way over backwards, and I'm like hating it the entire time, but I still do it because yeah. I would rather them have a good experience mm-hmm. and me lose out on whatever money than have some everlasting negative you know, association with Brudu. So yeah. yeah, I like it. More positivity Spokane. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else that I, I missed that I, about Brudu or anything else you wanted to talk about? No. I mean, the only thing with me is, like I said, I was a crazy large dreamer. So for Brudu's expansion, like when we go retail, for me, Brudu in my head is like a brand. Mm. So it's yeah. like Coca-Cola. It's like Pepsi. Oh. It's like uh, Dairy Queen, you know. So if we could franchise bigger than Spokane, that is the ultimate goal. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I well, grocery stores, things like that. You know, yeah. just to have like that all-American, relatable baked good that mm-hmm. comforts your sad or happy or whatever mm-hmm. uh, time in your life. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll end it with how can people find you? Where's uh, Brudu Bakery on all social media, which is not how it sounds. It's B R E A U X D O O Bakery. Um, and then our website is com, And then from there you can place your order, pick up or delivery. Um, yep. That's all website based. So is it curbside or is it, there is curbside. Yep. So we'll just bring it out to your car so you can avoid all the hectic things that could happen at the train station. (laughs) And your, and your new operating hours are, uh, so Sunday, 7 PM to midnight, uh, Monday closed. Tuesday through Thursday, 7 p.m. to midnight, and then Friday, Saturday, 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. Okay. Yep. So we're open six days a week. And then any outside of business hours requests, like, you know, wedding cakes or anything like that, we always make happen. So we do fully custom everything. Nice. Um, And there's a contact form on our website that you can just check out and and get a hold of us. Well, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, Gage, and I'm excited for everything that you're doing here in Spokane. It's, it's, It's fun. So Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Speak Spokane. You can find us on Instagram at Speak Spokane, and you can visit our website at speakpodcasting.com. Speak Spokane's theme song, Speak and Be Heard, was produced and performed by Spokane native Christian Woods. Christian Woods.